Hale Varsity Radio every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hale Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. In motion, Jermaine Burton goes to the far side of the formation. Here now the inner side. You know, Nuro keeps it. He'll go down the left side. He gets the perimeter and he takes it in for a touchdown. Kevin Wimsett gets the snap. He's going to take off. No, he fakes a run, throws a pass, and it is incomplete. Broken up, and it's intercepted by Ohio State's Hancock. Brings it up the left side to the 30. Gets all the way to the 50-yard line. Hancock to the Rutgers 40. Hancock to the 30. He's going to take it to the house. Jordan Hancock on a pick six. Takes a snap. Handoff Dylan Johnson. And big hole in the middle. The 40, the 30. He's going all the way. Dylan Johnson, 20, 10. Dives for the pylon. Waiting for the signal. Two arms up. Touchdown, Dylan Johnson. Bean rushes to the right. Plants, fires wide open. Lawrence Arnold. He's got it in midfield. He's going to be gone. 35-30, 25-20, 15-10-5. Touchdown, Kansas. 80 yards to the house. A bunch set to the right. Pistol look. Emmett Johnson in the back. They turn. Heinrich keeps it himself off the left edge. He goes in. Touchdown, Nebraska. Same play. Heinrich keeps it. Scores. Uh, you know, obviously uh, very disappointed uh, in the result today. A lot of credit goes to Michigan State. Uh, they battled, they fought. Um, they're a team that uh, has lost these games this year in the fourth quarter, and they found a way to win it. That's uh, credit to them. Good morning. Welcome in to Herd Out Sports Radio here on a Monday. I'm Ravi Lula with Andrew Rogers. We've got Shane Schilberg with us as well, doing his producing thing over there. And is he wearing What's a he picking fruit, producing? Yeah, producing. No, that's uh, that's a little different. That's that's the farmers. That's why we had daylight savings time. Oh, right, right, right. So he's right. Uh, yeah. That's why Brock Purdy was on the field, like in the combine yeah, on the field. Exactly. It's harvest. Know. You know, it's harvest season. Uh, it's his bye week, so he had to get he had to get it done. Listen, you got to. He's like one of those guys in the fifties that had to work a side job when they were playing professional football. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, he doesn't get paid enough. No, well, he, he's actually like the lowest paid paid QB in the league. So, uh, which is what. Million. Uh, <laughs> I think it's eight hundred thousand somewhere in there. Yep. So not not bad. Still doing okay. I think you'll, yeah, I, I, I think, think you'll he's be all right. doing just fine. I think you'll be all right. Uh, we are live with you here on AM five ninety ESPN Omaha ESPN Tri Cities as well as Twitter and YouTube. You can stream us there if you'd like to see our bright and shining faces. Andrew with his Omaha hat. Love yeah, you got it. it. I've got a T-shirt with that logo on it. I love that logo. Yeah, this is the one from the same. Pop-up shop mm-hmm. at the College World Series that you got your Griffey hat from. Yeah, baseballism. Mm-hmm. Yep, terrific. Yeah, Please. the one that uh, you and Chafe were bonding over. The yeah. Other oh yeah, I love baseballism. Uh, good stuff that they, we need. Let's get them sponsored. Come on. Baseballism. It's you. You heard. You it. guys are on the road right now. You can hear us. I know you're listening. They're to us. streaming. Let's get out here and uh, let's get out here and get some sponsors going. Uh, joining us on the show today, we've got our usual 
8 a.m. on a Monday, Sam McEwen. There's obviously I'm sure a, he has a lot, a lot to, to talk about <laughs> with the Nebraska football game. Uh, special guest this morning, Mike Sauter is going to join us at 8:45 for a couple reasons. Number one, is he considered a special guest? Well, it's special on a Monday. Right? Is it normal? I think it's special. <laughs> I'm excited to have him. Uh, we've got a couple topics we want to talk about with Sauter. Number one. Uh, Nebraska basketball starts off tonight. They mm-hmm. college basketball in general tips off tonight, but Nebraska tips off tonight. Crazy I'll be tomorrow. there. Courtesy uh, of with Michael's arms wide open. With arms uh, wide open tickets. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can go say hi to Andrew Rogers out there at uh, and go, go to Lions. See, go to see his uh, his alma mater, Lindenwood. They are twenty one point dogs. <laughs> I was <honestly, I'm> surprised <laughs> it's not more, and rightfully so. <laughs> Lindenwood up to no good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's it. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to talk Sauter about that. The other thing is uh, some news over the weekend that Sauter broke was the retirement of longtime Miller North football coach Fred Petito. Um, he had been at the school for 41 years. Well, he'd been at the school since it opened, so 43 years ago, 42, 43 years ago. Is that a long time? It is a very long time. He is the only – they had a head, different head coach for a year or two, and he has been the head coach since then. So – Basically, the only head coach that school's ever mm-hmm. known uh, is Fred Petito for the last 41 years, uh, 279 wins, five state titles. Uh, one of the best. Is that good? It's that's pretty good. <laughs> one of the best to ever do it at uh, the high school level here in Nebraska. So we'll talk to Sauter about kind of Petito's legacy mm-hmm. as well as um, what he thinks is next for Miller North. That's I think I think a really good job. Um, they've obviously had a ton of history of success. And it's a place where they're very eager to succeed, so I don't think support will be an issue. Um, So I'm curious to see what the field of candidates is going to look like for that job because I think it's one of the better jobs to come open since Westside did a couple years ago uh, and LaMangi took Mm -hmm. over. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah, the high school coaching carousel is always... Yeah, it always sparks my my curiosity. Well, I I wonder like how similar it is to to a different coaching job at a different level, or if it's as simple as oh, well you're at the school right now, so you'll work, or oh you were a successful DC or OC at a different school. Like is that how that goes? I mean, I think at a, at a school like Miller North, I expect it to be mostly current head coaches applying for that job. Um, I don't think they're going to take a lot of chances. But like, do you with jump somebody. from B to A? Like, I mean, this sometimes how, is this how it yeah. works. <laughs> sometimes you, you'll you'll jump from like a B to an A. Sometimes you'll uh, move from like it. It there's just off the top of my head, a guy like Brandon Cool out at Carney. You know, if he wants to move to Omaha, like if he wants his family to be in Omaha as opposed to Carney, if he wants to, you know, be in a situation where. It's easier to succeed more consistently. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the type of guys that I look at for jobs like this is, okay, who are guys that are doing a really good job at a place that it's a little bit harder? Right. Right? So anywhere outside of the metro, it's a little bit harder to be successful because you have a smaller pool of kids to pull from. Would you freak out if it's Eric Crouch? I mean, I don't think he has any interest <laughs> in coaching, uh, but we love EC. EC's great, you know? Um, but I don't think he's I, I don't think he's ever coached at any any level any like real level. He might have done like some youth stuff, but I'm sure people would be okay with it though. I think they'd figure it out. Um, you know, but there's you know, you look at a guy like um and I this is just me speculating off the top of my head. A guy like Larry Martin at Omaha North. 
Miller North is an easier job than Omaha North. It just is in terms of the uh, the pool of kids you can draw from. OPS has been really challenging jobs since COVID, and they shut down that season. Like that's kind of set back some of their athletics a little bit. So anywhere outside of OPS is easier than OPS currently. And that's not a knock on OPS. That's just kind of the way things have fallen since they canceled that 2020 season. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's where it's really interesting. Is you've got some really highly successful guys that you would maybe think, hey, they probably don't want to leave their current job. But if you can win at that same level or even higher and it's just a little bit easier – I mean that's hard to <laughs> that's hard to. Where turn does Miller down. North rank in terms of um, like booster support? I think it's pretty good. Um, I don't know as much uh, because I, that can sway. Oh, for sure, anybody yeah. to yeah, go to absolutely. a program knowing that hey, we're gonna we're going to have whether it's the funds to get new new like equipment, a lot of gear yeah. a lot of times you know. So I I believe it's pretty good because I know that they in the past. Uh, I don't want to speak too much about now just because I don't have as good of a feel for it. But I know, like, in the past, they've helped fund, like, pretty serious weight room expansions and, like, mm. new equipment and stuff like that. So I think it's pretty solid at the very least. I don't know in terms of compared to other schools. Sure. Um, in my experience, there hasn't been much that Miller North has ever, like, wanted for that they couldn't get. Um, so that that's probably – good enough at the very least right. in terms of booster support <laughs> um i would guess it's somewhere in the neighborhood of like a west side and a prep which are, mm. are pretty good in those respects as well so um but yeah it's going to be really interesting to see and i'm excited to talk to solder about it at 8 45 to see who who he thinks some legitimate candidates could be uh for that job uh joining us at 9 30 one of our own as well jacob padilla that dude was just wire to wire covering high school volleyball. He was all over the place this weekend. This weekend uh, covered, I believe, I think I read this right on our social media. Uh, you can follow at Hurt at Sports on Twitter if you want to stay up to date on all of this stuff. Um, at Hurt at Sports on all of the social media platforms. But I believe he wrote something about every single match mm -hmm. that was played during the high school tournament. That's crazy. I think I mean, he uh, tweeted out that he wrote 9,000 words. Yeah, something absurd. Just crazy. So we'll talk. But that's Jacob Padilla. Yeah, that's absurd. what he does. Yeah, that's what he does. He is. Uh, he just grinds those things out. And, his, and I uh, think he still made time to write for the Husker volleyball team. <laughs> I think he did, yeah. Uh, so we'll talk to Jacob about uh, especially the, the high school volleyball championships wrapping up. Scott with their ninth in a row. Yeah, I, heard, I said that right. Nine. That's bonkers and they were a little down this year they were a three seed this year uh they came i mean you know <laughs> and they were a little down this year <laughs> they were a little they were i mean for them that well, is a kind little of down. right i mean it's kind of what we discussed with with yeah, on yeah. friday their schedule they go out and play a different it, schedule it, it and yeah. makes them a three seed right i mean you it's don't true. have 13 losses but i mean even they've been, you have the schedule that they they've are, been doing that for facing. a little while and they've still won more right. so for them it was a little down right like it's we're talking in relative terms here. <laughs> when you're winning nine state titles in a row, a little down yeah, is I like I don't know what down is. <laughs> I said a little, just a, just a <laughs> tiny bit. I think vibes are up. <laughs> well, I think they're up now. Yeah, after that uh, hoisting those banners again, uh, and then we will wrap up with Nate Davis from USA Today to talk about the NFL. Uh, kind of wrap up a weekend. Uh, a much more relaxing weekend for me because the 49ers didn't play. So it was a little bye week, just, you know, sit back, mm -hmm. relax, enjoy Yeah, I got that. to watch the Bears stay competitive. 
You, you know, you and those bears, man, you just you, – you <laughs> Stay <haven't>. competitive <laughs> is the key word. I still don't understand the Montez sweat deal. I well, like, so, so he they, got paid. I was say they did right? resign him, which, but that was the one thing we were concerned the about. The follow-up concern, though, is are they going to be a playoff team in four years? Yeah, does it change anything? Because I don't think it does. At best, you're probably looking at a team that makes it three years from now. At best. Yeah, because you're – I mean, very because you're you need to get a, probably get a new quarterback next year. And if that's the case, is it Joe Burrow? Do you get there right away? I don't think this team is a right away Bengals team like no. what Joe Burrow got thrown into. No, I don't either. And I don't know that there is a. I mean, listen, I know people are obsessed with Caleb Williams. Joe Burrow is just kind of a different cat. Like I that I, th- there's a reason I'm obsessed with that dude. Like he's when people say they're built different, like Joe Bill, Joe Burrow's actually built different. Well, Joe Burrow doesn't like have mentally any emotion. That's what I mean. Like he's he's mentally built differently than just about anybody else in the league, and he's kind of got that Joe Cool Joe Montana thing, where like Joe Montana's pointing out John Candy at the Super Bowl as they're about to go like make a game winning drive. Right? He just it doesn't even phase him what the situation is. You know, I think I think there's a story about this uh, middle school basketball coach. It's like, yeah, he's either gonna be an elite athlete or a psychopath. <laughs> it's like those are the only two options for this guy. <laughs> and luckily, he became an elite athlete, mm-hmm. so we don't have to worry about it. But uh, we don't know the other one. Well, yet. for now, for now. <laughs> uh, but you know, I, I don't see one of those guys in this class. Like, I don't look sure. at Caleb Williams and. Like, oh man, he's that he's that yeah, guy. Caleb Williams, Drake May. Yeah, like I don't know that there's any of those dudes that I look at and and put in that category. So elevating the Bears to a playoff is probably at least two more years away. So you, have, so you have sweat on a ninety-eight million dollar contract for, for four years. For four years time, but two years of playoff time it, at Ma- best. Yeah, max. Yeah. yeah, it's a weird move. Things kind of. Well, we talked about this. The it shocks me. The the you know like the windows, right? Like you know, yeah, you're a big baseball fan, right? And so they try and line up their prospect windows mm-hmm. so everybody that they like kind of comes to the majors at the same time, so they have you know kind of your six year runway of of like contract control, right. right? So that you can try and build a winner. That this is a lot of teams do the same type of concept and the bears are like, nah, we're not going to be good for a minute, but let's spend a hundred million dollars on a D end that does it. Like he's a good D end, but he doesn't move the needle like that. Uh-huh. I mean, it's not one of the Bosa's. Well, I mean, sweats really he's good. good. He's really good. But to, how many wins does he get you a year? I see. I don't know his wins above replacement. That's what he, <laughs> yeah. What's his, what's his VORP? <laughs> I was a big VORP guy back in the day. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, value I, value over replacement player. Yeah, oh, yeah, loved exactly. loved VORP. <laughs> Give me a little Chase Young action instead. How about that? Yeah, I just well, you know, it's the it's the age difference as much as anything for mm-hmm. me, right? Like he makes more sense for the Bears, and Sweat probably makes more sense for the Niners. But here we are. Um, we'll get to some NFL, some more NFL later though with our guy Nate Davis. Uh, I know you you had a busy weekend too. Really busy weekend. You were out uh, with Omaha hockey. Mm-hmm. Yep, we How started was that? we started on uh, Friday night and uh, closed things out on Saturday. I was actually a dual purpose. I, w- I was dual threat that night. Oh, you were pulling pulling double duty? I was. I, I had uh, Avery's job as she was out in East Lansing. So I was doing the interview with coach at intermission. Okay. And then if the team won, I was uh, doing the the player of the game interview in venue. Which is funny because I bet people like don't realize that I that I can have uh, a different 
persona or personality, or I, I at least take that on when I do an interview versus when I'm the MC. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, I, I do my hit at the beginning of the game, and I'm really loud and lively. I'm like, make some noise, <laughs> things like that. And then, like, you hear me with Coach, and I'm like, Coach, pretty good first period there. Uh, got a goal right away off the start. Uh, how impressed were you with the team's performance there? It's like <laughs> people are probably like, wait a second. Wait, who is this guy? He can he can turn down. There's like, a, there, there wait, is, there's a volume button. There is a volume button with Andrew. Uh, and and it's the same thing with like the player of the game interview because I yeah. I kind of combined the two. I was interviewing Victor after. So Victor Mancini scored the game winner, uh, his first career goal. Our guy Moose, mm-hmm. love him. It was an OT on Saturday, so they split with Western Michigan, which was great for this team, uh, especially after the performance on, on Friday night. It just seemed like Western was so much faster, mm-hmm. um, and they, they just moved the puck better, even though Omaha got off to an early lead and w- was actually leading a majority of that game. Uh, Western just proved to be too much on Friday, but Saturday when, when Moose scored that goal, you know, I pull him aside after the game. We're doing the interview in venue, and so I'm like, I'm like, Moose, take me through that moment. It's been a long time coming, right? And he's, we're doing it. And then right at the very end of it, I'm like, and that's your player of the game, Victor Mancini. Make some noise! <laughs> so it's like I, I kind of merged the two together. And people are probably like, this guy, this freaking guy. <laughs> what, what, you Matt Rule? You freaking guys! <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it is kind of funny to see you, like, switch modes because we were out at the Pinnacle Bank Championship mm-hmm. in August and doing doing our whole week of shows out there and then i would see you on our socials like interviewing the golfers and it's like two totally different human beings because you go from you know like on air mc rogers buttoned up to like (laughs) to like jim nance at augusta like how'd you feel there on 18 (laughs) (laughs) what was going through your mind as you putted for the championship course conditions today weren't the best how did you fight through uh so omaha got the split against uh number 11 yep western Western michigan Michigan. Mm -hmm. so that's a uh that's a quality split there for them there it really is no yeah i mean that i'm uh, in all honesty that's a even without the way friday went that's a quality split regardless because that's a really good opponent mm-hmm. there. 3-2-1 uh, and one on the season for uh, your Mavericks hockey team. We, you know, there is a, uh, there's, there's a lot to get to, <laughs> um, to say the least. It but all started on Friday. It did, yeah. I mean, so we got high school football. We have uh, our semifinal set. Uh, Class A, football, 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 a lot football, of blowouts football. in Class yeah, A. Yeah, you know. I thought that Elk, I, I thought the Millard South Omaha North game was going to be way more interesting. Maybe defensively because of what Omaha yeah. North brought. And I thought I thought I thought with their line play on each side, like I, I thought that would be a much more competitive mm-hmm. matchup. But Millard South blew them out forty-five nothing. To be honest, though, I wasn't shocked that I saw blowouts. Yeah, I mean. I was, especially in in uh, the I, West Side. I was game. I wasn't shocked about that one because we saw how it went the first time. And it was worse this time. <laughs> right, and I saw Omaha North play the, the final game of the year yeah. and uh, only put up about seven points. But Elkhorn South's team was – I mean, they, they were missing Rauner. Yeah. Um, so if you have, like, a really good quarterback in, you can take advantage of that defense. Of Omaha North, yeah. So um, Millard South didn't shock me either. And, and frankly, this looks like we're about to see – Two cars meet at the finish line, yeah. and it's going to be one, two. The collision course is in is in process. I think, yeah, I think we are on a collision course for West Side and Millard South again. Um, that game, I'm. I hope we have, uh, you know, assuming that's how it plays out. You know, 
Um, West Side. That's will be a, how it will play. Out. I mean, West Side will be a big favorite over Millard West. Millard South will be a big favorite over Elkhorn South. Although that game is interesting because I went to that game earlier this year, the Millard South Elkhorn mm-hmm. South. I believe it was back in like week two. That's the first time Ronner got hurt, and that was a that was such a strange game because Millard sure. South had. I think three sort of fluky touchdowns, and it ended up being 33 nothing in that game. But it was 23 nothing at halftime, and they had two pick sixes and one of the strangest chunk plays that you, you'll ever see. There was uh, their running back kind of rolled over the top of a pile, mm-hmm. and nobody realized what was happening, and he was off to the races. So they're scoring in the first half. Like, 21 of their 23 points were very strange. And then Ronner's out, and all of a sudden, you know, it ends up being 33 nothing. But I'll be really interested to see what that looks like with Millard South and Elkhorn South because I think there's a chance. And listen, I think Millard South probably ends up winning that. But I think there's a chance with, you know, Ashton Murphy for Elkhorn South and their, their linemen that they can, they can get it into a fight up front and make it interesting. Now – Again, I thought the same thing about Omaha North when we saw what happened. Mm-hmm. But because of how fluky that first game was, I am, I'm really interested to see what it looks like uh, against Millard South on Friday. I just think it's inevitable that one and two will find their way I do the too. state final game. I do, too. I just wanted, I would like to see something a little bit interesting on the way there. Um, but who, who, I don't think those teams do. <laughs> no, <laughs> those I know. teams are like, I know yeah, that, I'm good with like, winning like 49 nothing. Let's just keep this train rolling. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, so they've got, we've got the semifinals on Friday, um, and then the following Tuesday. So you get an 11 day break between mm-hmm. semifinals and finals, but it does look like we are on a collision course for Westside Miller South rematch. That was a weird game. The first, the first time it went out, the weather was brutal, uh, the first like really cold Friday night that we had, but that was pretty competitive early on. Well, so it was like competitive in the middle. So West Side went up seventeen zero, Miller South came back to make it seventeen fourteen, and then West Side stretched it out at the end again. Um, so that'll be interesting to see because the wind in that one was such a huge factor. Because I mean, you were talking about like twenty thirty mile an hour gusts right into guys' faces. Every pass looked like a duck. It was from both sides. It was just it was it was rough. <laughs> And so, and there was a dramatic advantage going one way versus the other, obviously. So that'll be really interesting to see if the weather conditions are better uh, in the state final, which, you know, you hope they are, um, what that'll look like with the weather not being such a limiting factor. Um, But yeah, the Class A, the Class A looks like we're on a collision course. Class B, uh, we did have um, some more competitive games, you know, you had... Bennington squeak by Norris, 23-20. I said that game was going to be close. You did. You, that was a good call. I, I I, wasn't so sure, but, man, that I was. I actually thought it was going to be more high scoring than it ended up being. Yeah. But I, I thought the game was going to be was going to be very close, and it ended up being that way. But when I, we were talking to Sauter on Friday, mm-hmm. he made me sound uh, like it made me sound crazy <laughs> to say that. Am I taking crazy pills here? <laughs> um, another super close one, Scott. Uh, snuck out a win against Blair, 30-28. I think Scott was down big in that one, too. If I, I was trying to follow along the scores. I wasn't able to watch right. them all 
simultaneously. Unfortunately, there's no like high school playoff red zone. Yeah, that was a burner, though. Um, I think they were down pretty big. I'll have to I'll have to check with my people. Uh, to and by people, I mean solder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to see what that one was like, but I think Scott was down pretty big in that one. Uh, Elkhorn North and Waverly advance as well. So semifinal mm-hmm. set in Nebraska's well in all Nebraska's classes, but those are the two biggest there. And we will, uh, man, got another exciting week of high school playoffs. As I mentioned earlier, we just wrapped up the high school volleyball state championships. We'll talk to Jacob Padilla about that a little bit later. But coming up next, need to jump into Nebraska football a little bit because I think we do. We've got some thoughts on how things went down. That's all coming up next here on Herd at Sports Radio. Hail Varsity Radio, every weekday afternoon from 4 to 6 p.m. On Thursday, show from counterread.com, Brandon Vogel, former Colorado football head coach Gary Barnett, and staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman, that and more. Hail Varsity Radio is the best sports talk radio show around. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal have you covered every weekday, 4 to 6 p.m. with Hail Varsity Radio.